comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. listening to fear the walking dead tv podcast this is for season two episode five entitled captive i am craig demanda join with me this evening is mr aaron new earth what's going on tonight sir hey i'm here more dead walking boats fear <laughs> boats <Yeah. laughs> we were also joined tonight by mr daryl taylor what's going on tonight daryl i didn't mean to do it <laughs> Is that your best Chris impression there? Is that what that is? It's not my fault. It's, you understand, right? You were going to turn. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, listen. First of all, Daryl, thanks for joining us tonight. And, you know, um, you had a lot of thoughts on the previous show that the scheduling, we, we couldn't get you on last week to record. But you, you were hot to say a few things. So I'm just going to let you catch us up to kind of where what you thought last episode so we can kind of know where you stand and then we'll jump into this one uh chris just will never stop he will never learn i don't understand <laughs> like do they want us to just hate chris like so much everybody hates chris we've already we've seen that before right hey, okay. we've seen yeah. it before yeah. <laughs> you know god rest his soul this time I legit hate Chris though. Like I didn't I don't yeah, I didn't I, hate Chris on Walking Dead. <laughs> no. <laughs> hate Chris on this show cuz he just keeps going. I mean, it just it's just so it, it's funny how Nick has just turned from a character I didn't like in the first season to you know, he's becoming the most one of the most useful characters oh, yeah. on the show. Big time. And as long if he could just get his mother's chain off of him, he'd be fine. But Chris, it's just like I I do not understand what they're doing with that character at all. At least we can say we kind of called it. Like we we've been having problems with Chris pretty much this whole season and even yeah. before. So it's like it's not it's not just now catching up to us. Like we've realized that something's definitely wrong with this guy. And I, I said before, it's that I think it's the acting. I know Aaron, you've said it's the writing. We've all had different kind of impressions, but it's just it's. If you want someone to die in the screen, like I want him to die more than I wanted the governor to die. All right, it's like yes, yes. <laughs> I really want this guy to go. I mean, it's it's. I think it's more of the writing than it is the acting. I mean, it's, I like. I, I don't think it's that, the actor's fault. Yeah, I thought I thought that more previous weeks. This week, I don't know. I'm, uh, all <laughs> right, you're, you're starting to see my side of things. Uh, the, the pouty face and all that. Okay, you're starting to well, feel. Well, it's like it. well, when an actor has to do like one thing, like over <laughs> or like they choose to do one thing over and over again, I start to see that thing, which is why I'm referring it to as one thing over and over again because I'm not seeing much <laughs> dimension to like I feel bad about something slash like uptight slash like meh about it so i'm gonna handle it my own way and make a face and sure enough he makes a face and handles things his own way and it's just horrible <laughs> oh god it's painful it really is painful i mean he does pout he but does. i thought this was a good episode though the last one i mean the season uh, episode five uh, captive was really good um Oh, this episode? Do this you like episode. this episode? Oh, I yeah. did, I, actually, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of this episode. Oh, you're not? Okay, it's good. Interesting. I don't, I don't hate right. it. I think it's a big come down from last week. Yeah, I thought uh, last week's was way better than, than I, I think wow. this. Okay. I think this kind of stopped the forward drive we've been having of each episode gets better than the last. Um, largely because pirates are terrible. <laughs> 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 well, let's just jump right into it then. This was directed by uh, Craig Zisk. And written by Carla Chang. 
Uh, so we open up in this episode uh, to the kitchen. We see it's kind of um, a dirty, dingy kind of kitchen, and it really is on a ship or on some kind of boat. We don't really know where. We see Connor preparing a nice, juicy Omaha steak for Alicia. Nice product announcement there. Um, Alicia, we see some skiing on TV kind of in the corner. There's a little HD TV with a DVD playing of, like, skiing or downhill skiing of some sort. Um, and Connor makes sure that... He says to Alicia, you know, please enjoy the steak. I make sure everyone gets a hot meal. I used to cook for all the fishermen on the boat here. And, you know, he's kind of trying to make her feel at ease. Let's 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 stop. I mean, sure. The, the steak. It's not just he's making a steak. The show really emphasizes he's like going to town on the seasoning for this steak. Yeah, it's like, serious seasoning, man. Like I, I don't yeah. care if we're in the zombie apocalypse or not. He's you know he's crushing garlic. He's chopping up pieces of, like vegetables and stuff. He's putting in the oils and everything. Yeah, it's the like oil, he, the butter. He was eating little yeah, he, shallots he, in there. He had he, everything. Yeah, he was. It, was, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't just like put a steak on the grill and let's see what happens. Like he wanted to prepare a nice steak for the girl. Like you know, good for him. I mean, it wasn't a Trump steak, so, you know, it's not going to be great, obviously. Well, but, I mean, if yeah. you're... <laughs> Omaha's a fine product. It's not as fine as Trump steak. It's true. But it is a fine product, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where's Jim when we need him? He can, he can comment on how the steak was prepared. I'm sure he'd have I a few know. things to say. Well, yeah. we'll ask him when he, when he comes on tonight. I'm sure he'll get on eventually. So, um, and then Alicia is asking Connor, you know, before she eats, look, I'm going to make sure my family's okay, that they've been taken to land. Connor kind of dodges the question and, you know, says that Jack had a good sense about her and that they, they need her. They're, she's needed in this group. Um, conveniently, the generator seems to go out and Connor leaves the room to go fix it. Alicia then starts to eat the steak, but the pregnant lady that we saw from last episode's in the kitchen as well. She literally rips the fork right from Alicia's hand uh-huh. and the steak, takes the plate, and leaves the room and locks Alicia in. Yeah, so we, um, we yeah. were talking about Chris being the most hated character on this show. <laughs> pregnant lady's this, getting up there, yeah. Well, <laughs> she might she might be the most hated pa- pregnant lady I've ever seen in any kind of media. Like I can't I can't think of a pregnant lady I've disliked more than the one presented on Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, she's really given us not much to like about her. That that's for sure. I guess Lori. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's a good that's point. True. But that's Matt, true. Maddie's getting close to Lori as far as ha- I'm getting. I'm getting to that. that well, we'll talk about that in a minute. I, I like. I like. I, I dislike this this pregnant woman a lot more than Lori. But it's like, geez, yeah. Like, all right, you're hungry and pregnant. I get it. But you're also just evil, apparently. I mean, is she yeah. jealous? I mean, I don't get. Yeah, I think she was kind of like, you know, why is he making this nice steak for her? Look at me. I, I need to eat, too. You know, I think, I, he, I, think I think she's just really bad at good cop, bad cop. I think that's more what it is. Well, I think it's also showing that none of them respect Connor. I think that's what they're really trying to say. Like, everyone, right. everything that Connor says, they all basically nod their head, and then as soon as he leaves the room, they do what they want to do. Like, which, is, which is why I don't like this episode that much. I don't, know, okay. I don't understand how this system works where you have a, le- a, you know, a leader – who's not intimidating, isn't really bloodthirsty, doesn't do anything to really show how he became the leader of the group. Well, you know, I... There's no turn. Like, you think, okay, he's calm, he cooks good food, but when someone pushes him, he, you know, like, he's dangerous. Like, there's no... There's none there of that. nothing. There was none of that there. It's, he's just a regular dude. It's like, why would they follow the regular dude? They could... And yeah. then someone bites, someone bites a piece of Play-Doh out of his arm at the end, and it doesn't matter anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we don't know if he's dead or not. I mean, maybe someone got to him and saved him, but who knows? I mean, we'll, we'll see. But Well, Alicia then finds another exit. I mean, she tries to leave, but the, she realizes that she's locked in the kitchen. But she goes through a kind of a back door, and she finds an exit hatch. And she, we, we then see this nice overhead crane shot where she emerges from outside, and she, we realize that she's on the top of a – the top deck of – I guess it's a fishing boat, like a tuna boat or something like that, currently in dry dock. And then we cut to our lovely screech noise for the opening credits. Um, after the credits, Jack finds Alicia outside on the deck and scolds her for being out without Connor's permission. As they walk back into the galley, uh, Alicia asks Jack again about her family. She wants to know if they're safe. Jack reassures her and tells her, uh, tells her that they'll, they'll, he'll talk to Connor and make sure everything is situated. Okay, fine. Um you know, we we cut to the Abigail now. One of the pirates, that's the only one that's left arrive, alive, Reed, is strapped to a chair inside of a cabin. And he's still impaled through his stomach with, with a steel rod. And Daniel is kind of tending to the wound. They didn't pull the rod out, but they're, he's kind of tending to the wound and making sure it's clean and not bleeding out too much. Uh, but all, all the while, he's quietly extracting information from him in the way that Daniel only Daniel can do. Which I liked. Yeah. I liked that part. 
It's like yeah. he didn't even have to ask him any questions, and he got all the information he needed pretty much. Like it was very he summed slick. him up. Like he would talk too much. He knew if he just sat there and let him, you know, try to scare him. That's a good point. So he basically knew what he was. Daniel knew what he was dealing with right off the right off the rip. He knew what the kind of guy this was. Okay. Yeah, and then we also see Pouty Chris is also in the room <laughs> on the bed watching this whole thing. <laughs> I'm not leaving. Yeah, exactly. He said no. Yeah, he asked Daniel asked him to step out. No, I'm going to stay here. Okay, fine. On the way out of the room, Chris asks Daniel to stand guard outside the room, and Daniel agrees, but Ophelia, who happens to walk by, says that's not a good idea. Daniel says, no, 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 it's okay. It's good for him to feel useful right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the bridge, we see Madison driving the boat. Strand is under a blanket on the couch, still healing from his bout of hyperthermia. I guess, guys, he wasn't shot, right? I mean, he's just really just cold. It seems like he was just kind of right. battling the hyperthermia because he... We don't or see any was, wounds. I mean, if he was shot, he's been patched up at this point. True, that's a good point. We don't see any of that, but it, it, it's true. Yeah, it's a good but point. No, I, if I yeah, judging by him getting up and stuff, it's he seems fairly unscathed by whatever happened beyond basically basic cold, cold in the water for a long oh, time. Yeah, he's strand. He'll heal. Yeah. <laughs> Black don't crack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel tells Maddie he goes to the bridge and tells Maddie that he got the information that they needed that their wounded hostage named Reed is actually the brother of the leader of the group, Connor. Now they have some leverage, he says. And he says he also found out they have a collection of five boats, so he uses the radar and says, look, over here, there's a grouping of five boats right by the shore. So Maddie then changes course to head north towards those five boats. Luis notices that they're changing course, and then he comes in and says, tells Madison to turn the boat around. She refuses and says, no, 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 they're going after their family. But Luis, this is funny, Luis appeals to Strand and says, are you going to make me the one to tell her? Strand smiles and says, there's no telling her anything. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was perfect. It's almost like he looked at the audience and said, oh, this is what I've been dealing with. He, he almost did. If you look at the camera, he almost did look at the yeah. camera in that shot. Yeah. You're so right. You're so I th- right. I thought I thought I saw a wink and a like a finger bang, a finger gun. Like <laughs> almost. <laughs> There's no telling her anything. Now, that, that said, so we, you mentioned you mentioned the five boats. Um, that seems like the big threat that we need to be worried about um, overall here. Like we l- let's not remind that you know the beginning of the season there was like that you know the the capsized ship with the big bullet holes in it and everything. Pretty sure whatever's going on with these five boats and stuff like this is what's responsible for your you know things that are really wrong and perhaps not connor's crew right yeah so it really is interesting so you said that you don't think that connor's crew is the one that took out that boat um with the, with think, the bullet-ridden I, boat yeah no i don't think i think that's too much of a lingering plot thread for to establish and then you know take away connor and the gang this episode to be like oh i guess Nothing is really. There's something else is going on that we see. That I mean, it clearly seems they have to do with whatever strands up to and whatever these, whatever boats these are that are out there that seem to be patrolling the seas in some way. I didn't think about that, but you're right because they didn't seem to have any heavy weaponry or anything. I mean, they they had some rifles and what have you, but they didn't have like what they they don't have. Yeah, they don't have 50 caliber guns, right? Size ships, and they're not tough. I mean, no, no. Yeah, but you have Connor and like his dick brother, and then like pregnant lady. Like, what's the muscle in this group that's really exactly. <laughs> capsizing entire ships? There was a couple even, of goons we saw on the dock, but the, you know that, that's about it. Yeah, if, if, even if, the if, one if, that's in love with with uh, Alicia, Jack. I mean, Jack. He's he hesitated. He didn't even want to pull the trigger anytime. If if uh, Peacemaker Travis is beating up one of the heavy goons on Connor's squad, I don't think they're much of a threat at all. No. Wow. Yeah, it's good. Good. Yeah. So, again, Luis is speaking to Strand still, and he, they actually switch to Spanish. And uh, they remind him that they only have money for two of, two people to cross into Mexico. Strand says, listen, man, everything is a negotiation, not to worry. So Maddie convinces Luis, with Strand's help, obviously, that, look, all she needs is a half day. They're going to get their people back, and then that's it. So that's, that's the end of that. Back on the tuna boat, Jack is instructing Alicia on how to use the radar to identify potential targets. So I guess they're training her for her job that, that they want her to do or something, I guess, to lure people in. I, um, I love that she's, yeah. apparently she's just all in for this job. Like, they're just really set on, like, yeah, okay, we just got her away from that family she, you know, loves. And yeah, now yeah. We, make her a steak we, and then she can put now, her to work. That's it. Yeah, we gave, we gave her a non-Trump steak and now we can uh, get, get her on the uh, get her on I the mean, it, Yeah, it's so quick. It's like they, her loyalty, they already know her loyalty already. And, and he's yeah. just in love with her. Like, yeah. 
They had a really eventful conversation over a radio once for a few hours. So, I mean, you know, true love. Right. (laughs) Full of lies. (laughs) So we then see Travis. He wakes up from a nap and finds himself locked in a cage. Uh, We see rusty walls with bullet holes through them. It could be the same fishing boat Alicia's on. At this point, we don't really know. Um, He hears footsteps above him, and then his jailer enters the room. And we see... It is Alex, the Asian lady from Flight 462, sporting a nice new wavy hairdo. Uh huh. She let it all out. She let it all out, man. What, what, kind of Aaron, sexy. What, did you fall off your chair, Aaron? Were you like, oh my God, she's back? What, what, what did you, I mean? You know, it, it anticipate, I heard the door open, and I was thinking, I wonder what's going to go on here. So I went to the other room, got a chair, sat down in it, pressed play again, and I was like, oh my God, and fell out of the chair. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. But uh, yeah, this uh, I was very because I believe you mentioned this last week as like a possibility. I speculated, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah right. And I, and I and I said, yeah, I'll buy that. I I like that one. And sure enough, that's what happened. <laughs> so, I'm glad it did. I mean, I, I mean, I liked her actually. She seemed like a really strong character, not from Flight 462 necessarily, but I mean, in her that episode that she was in. And I'm, I'm glad that they brought her back. Actually, I really am. Well, the emotional it, depth they built from Flight 462 really aided when she finally came <laughs> onto the show. <laughs> You know what got me though is—is is this their way of making Strand wrong now? Uh, yeah, I yeah. thought about that. That's interesting. So his decision actually turned out to cost them seriously, which yeah. you talked about in earlier shows. I mean, in previous shows, you talked about you know Strand has been the most sensible, the smartest one. That's true. Um, yeah, and and you said I hope they don't do something where they make him wrong, like he's. Well, yeah, that's and that's the problem. I I kn- I know that they're going to have to because yeah. uh, because he's not he's not the main character of this show, so it's like they're gonna like regardless of what I think, there's always gonna be some idiot plot device that's gonna be made where I have to disagree with Strand in some way to support these other characters that have been mostly idiotic for the most of the show, and so yeah, this is a perfect embody- embodiment of that where the uh, what's her name? I don't want to keep Alex her Alex the Alex yeah when when Alex comes on and basically has the well 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 look in her eye. It's like here we go <laughs> we gotta now they're gonna like bond over something and then eventually get on the boat and yeah things will happen from there good i hope it, so i mean well it takes alicia off the hook too yeah it that does helps. that's true because <laughs> they all thought it was her that she gave away the people's names and we didn't know if she did or not but you're right it does take her way off the hook so back from the commercial alice is having a chit chat uh with travis and she explains what happened to her after you know the raft got cut loose and and jake her her friend she tells a grisly tale of how Jake's injuries almost killed him, and ultimately she had to basically choke him to end his suffering. And uh, she explains how Connor's group found her almost near death herself, but she had something useful to give her saviors, the Abigail. And in return, she asked them to capture Travis, which I don't know why she's having this, this yeah, thing with Travis. Specific. Yeah, that's very specific. I don't like, get it either. Like, wouldn't you yeah. want to go after Strand, the one that actually cut Strand, her loose? Right? Strand, that would, like, yeah. It's like this weird, like, I hold you accountable because you're, you know, the bigger name of this cast, apparently. But it's like, I, it's like he's the one that probably feels the most empathetic about the whole situation. <laughs> but, but somehow, like, even Maddie would probably be the one that he, she'd want to deal with more just because she was looking her in the eye the whole time. While As she floated it. away, right, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, she looked like, the I most confused. I, mean, I don't Yeah, I don't even remember Travis interacting with her very much beyond, like, who's this person? Okay, I guess you'll be on. Strand, no, don't. Oh, well. Like, and, Yeah, speaking of not interacting that much, how does she know everyone's name on the boat? I mean, she only met a few yeah. of them on the beach, right? Uh, in, she, the, in the, in the uh, Flight 462 Wikipedia character profiles page, it says she's great with names. I okay, got that it. Okay. That's, I, made, uh, I made that up. That's completely not true. That's, that's her made, backstory. Okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it must have been throwing a whole bunch of conversation that we didn't see. And when they ran to the, you know, when they let, got off the island, she's just a great listener. Or Captain Nick Old Man Clothes when he was fighting off zombies while covered in blood. He was like yelling, "It's like, and this is for Daniel, that person that's on this boat, and <laughs> this is for Travis." <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> it's Captain Nick Old Man Clothes zombie guts, right? Didn't we change Sorry, it last yes. week? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. with a gun. Yeah. Well, yeah, now he's learning guns. So back on the Abigail Bridge, Strand is apparently feeling a little bit warmer, a little bit better. Maddie, Maddie, of course, is still pissed at him. Well, she's pissed at everybody, but she's pissed at him right now for sending Nick on the mission to retrieve Luis. And Strand explains, look, how useful Nick is in this world. He knows how to survive. But Maddie doesn't want to hear any part of it. She didn't want uh, him sending Nick on any more missions. 
When did she become the foil for all of this? Like, right, yeah. she's Laurie, man. She's turned into Laurie. That's yeah. Her. I mean, yeah. she's what's, what's, pissed at everybody and for everything. Even more annoying is like, not only am I not letting you do the, the, do this thing, but I'm gonna do this thing instead of you. What was I'm that all about? Like, yeah, because you want to. Because it, you. What was that all about? Well, man? I get. I, no I, I, I can get where that's coming from. Is like because you want to. It's like she doesn't want her to turn into I don't know, like a sociopath or whatever. Like Carl, you know, like like Carl starting to enjoy, you know, going oh, around. Oh, I see what you're saying. She like, sees like her I, son changing into a killer, and she doesn't want that to happen. A killer, just someone that you know loses his humanity. I guess. Okay. okay. Uh, so but like, he turned into a survivor. So. Yeah, that, that's that's how I see it. As I disagree with her, but I but I can see where she might be coming from. But the decision that she should be the one to do these things instead. That seems odd. That seems very odd. To me. It does. It's They're totally like, mishandling this character. Like, what's Daniel doing? It seems like Daniel could be pretty capable of this situation. Yeah, I, I mean, thought he would be the one to go. Like, he, yeah. it, it would be the best. Well, it wasn't his family though. I mean, it was you know, I guess just he, like she said, he didn't have that much skin in this game. It was only Travis and Alicia, right? I mean, uh, right. I guess it had to be either Nick or Madison if they really wanted, to, you know. But they just they're writing her so poorly. I, I'm, I'm she's turning into Lori. And I'll say it again, Kim Dickens is a fantastic actress, and she they are is. totally, totally underutilizing her. She's she's always pissy at somebody. Right. She's always negating some plan that, that the people are hatching around them that are creative. You know, uh, Nick's trying to get his skills up, and she's negating that. It's like anything that someone has to say, she just shuts it down. She's always mad at Travis. She's mad at Strand. She's mad at everybody. But she's And then when she should be mad, she's not. Like, uh, it you know, right. she interacts with with Chris. She should have been scolding him, and she, and she consoles him. Yeah, right. And it's like you support bad behavior, but then the family that's trying to like actually survive and help the group, you get you get angry with. It's almost like they're mad. She's mad that that Nick is actually thriving in this yeah. world. Like she's all she's like she's almost jealous of it. Like, like she liked it better when he was a junkie and vulnerable, yeah. almost right. She did treat him better when he was when he yeah. was all you know well, sick and 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 whatnot. You know, the the huh. family that slays together stays together. Yeah, baby. So we we uh, again we see her go downstairs. She's mad at Nick for going on the mission. He's loading some guns and kind of just cleaning some guns, and she's pissed at him again. Um, Back on the tuna boat in the radar room, Jack sees that the Abigail is already on its way back. They they've made, put an identifier on the boat, MY whatever. Alicia figures out that it's her family is got to be killed and basically you know she confronts jack about it and beats the crap out of him with a little clipboard uh she gets up they kind of scuffle a bit but she hatches a plan to steal a boat and go look for her family and jack actually agrees to go with her yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it pretty much sums it up right i mean i don't think i could have <laughs> could have cut that any a different way but i they haven't even kissed really yet no right? So I, I just don't. I know she's pretty, but I don't see just being pretty being the thing that's going to make him change his ways. To you the, know. the things they talked about on that radio. I mean, they had to cut <laughs> they, it for time. I, <laughs> I fell for some women in my day, but not to the point of going against a group of pirates. To yeah. Say. Yeah, it's getting a little strange. So back in the cage, Travis is still rapping with Alex through the chain link there, and she's still pissed at him for choosing to protect his family and putting her on the raft, essentially. And he tries to explain that he's trying to be a good role model for his son, but he's afraid that he's going to be a bad person. He's going to, you know, just let it loose and just be a really bad, you know, bad individual. And Travis also tells her that he had to kill his son's mother the same way that Alex actually had to kill Jake, that mercy kill. And he apologizes to her. He really does. He says, "I'm sorry. I really am." Uh, he's, you know, she, and she seems to be warming to him a little bit at that point. Like she, she realizes that maybe this guy is not so bad after all. I think she doesn't say it, but I'm kind of getting that hint that she's, she's warming to him a bit. Well, that's not the one you pick anyway. I, I, I don't yeah, it would have been Strand, why. right? It been, yeah. <laughs> he didn't look like he was. It didn't look like he was laughing or excited or happy when they cut the rope. I mean, he wasn't even there. He was inside no. the boat. Yeah. So I don't know why she's so fatuated with just him out of the group. Like that's the one that she points out. I guess because he, it was his idea to put her on the raft. Like, if he didn't speak up, maybe her argument would have won that they would have stayed on the boat or something. I don't know. Like, that's what she's saying, but that doesn't make any sense. I agree. So he, she starts to walk away, and he asks her, okay, what's going to happen now? She said that, yeah, Connor said that he can use me. This is Alex speaking. But people don't use me. And then she kind of walks out. 
So I guess we haven't seen the last of Alex. Well, that's just her. Almost like she looked at the audience and said, I will help them. Yeah, yeah. you haven't seen the last of me yet, or something. There, there's right? a there's a weird amount of setup for this flight four six two character that we keep like it's like we're not <laughs> we're not I'm not on the show yet, but just you wait. She will be joining the cast in season two. We thought okay, yeah. she was on for one episode and she joined the cast and now she's gone, but she's back. Now Look, she's gone I, again. <laughs> I could almost go with it if I like if even if they did the plot where of course Alex is pretty, Alicia's pretty, and pretty, and and he uses them because of that. I could get that, but just I don't. It just I don't know what the purpose of just taking them to. I I like the idea that out like there's you know a majority of viewers that maybe DVR this and don't watch the Flight Four Six Two web series right. like are still like confused over who the hell this person's supposed to be. It's right? Like, well, why do we keep cutting back to this person? That's a good point. I mean, I guess you didn't really need to see the flight crash. Like you could have just assumed she was a survivor well, in yeah, that plane a, that, crash. Right. That so, was the significance yeah. of the of the episode of oh, the, yeah. the what the episode four or whatever with the whole cold open involving a you know a plane. Where, you right. Know, you, quickly establish some things that don't necessarily ne- require a 15-minute prologue, but at the same time, it's like, all right, like w- let's do something here with this and not just have random revenge thoughts and whatnot. Yeah. I think they're trying something, I guess. But, they're trying yeah. something. Yeah, I, li- I can admire the ambition. Yeah. I guess. It's, not, it's not working out in- to the greatest degree, but that said, it's probably one of the more entertaining aspects of this show in general, so I'll go with it for now. I'll, I'll take it for what it is. I, actually, speaking seriously, though, I do like the actress that plays Alex. I think she's very good. Um, she's entertaining, at least to me. I, I like her so far. Yeah, so. Considering she was the best like acting presence on that flight right. 462 thing yeah i'm not too surprised that she at least works in the cast yeah i think true. she will be the michonne i could see that i mean she's she's pretty handy with those knitting needles man i mean she can yeah, yeah. maybe have like a bag of them or something and just reach behind her and grab them and yeah so back on the abigail read the impaled sees pouty chris standing outside the door <laughs> and he teases him through the door basically and says he says, hey, Sunshine, you okay over there? And uh, he starts working basically another mind game on Chris. He even deduces that Chris's mother is dead. Like, he figures it out somehow. And we get super-duper pow- pouty face at that point. That was uh, the pouty face of all pouty faces Oh yeah. when he mentions his mother, his dead mother. Um, Nick sees Chris. Nick's coming down the hallway and sees Chris pouting outside the door. He closes the door to Reed's room. And Chris tells Nick that, listen, man, it's not your fault. I mean, I'm sorry, Chris tells Nick that he thinks it's his fault because he didn't pull the trigger when the three tried to board the ship. N- Nick gives him a pass. He goes, I wouldn't shoot a sh- pregnant lady either, you know? He's like, take it easy. Don't worry about it. Nick just keeps repeating, it's not your fault. Yeah. It's, it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault, Nick. I was waiting for it. It's not your fault. It's not your fault, Nick. Shut up! <laughs> was it good Google like, hunting there? Okay, that's yes. it. <laughs> that's a good reference. I like that one, actually. actually when, when he popped up, my thought was um, that he, he was like, oh, Nick's like in the James Franco acting school right now. He's like, hey, what's the problem? <laughs> like, it just, it just, like, there's a, a significant thing happened, and Nick's just, it's a very casual, hey, man, what's going on? Like, it just yeah. seems like matter of fact. Because like, he's been living in this world. This is no big thing than Nick. Like, this is just, you know, he's down in his black shirt. Look at him. He's all like, you know, he's like a killer now. Look at him. He's all different. He's changed. He's, yeah. He's, yeah, Captain Nick, old man, clothes zombie guts with a gun. With a gun, <laughs> it's a new name. So Nick tells Chris not to let these things go to his head, but we know Chris is not going to take any of that advice, of course. No. Yeah. Back on the tuna boat, Alicia and Jack pay a visit to Travis in the cage, and Alicia explains the situation and her plans to steal a boat and escape and find the family, and they'll be back for him. So just sit tight. Travis tells her to just go. Don't come back for him. Uh, if you can get out, just get out. And he also informs her that, that actually it was Alex from the raft that set them up. So they kind of, the, the, you know, reveals what really happened to Alicia. Yeah, it's which not kind your of glad. fault. It's not your fault. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's not your Again. fault. Yeah. yeah. Um, back on the bridge, uh, the Abigail uh, has arrived at the shoreline where the tuna boat is dry docked and I guess their little compound is. Connor tries to reach his brother Reed on the radio, but Madison picks up the radio and responds. And she sets up a deal to trade Reed for Travis and Alicia. And I got to give credit. At least she seemed pretty serious in this scene. Like, I kind of liked her, you know, her. she seemed a little tougher. She wasn't, like, angry just for the sake of being angry. She seemed like she was trying to be in control. I kind of liked that. Um, we would then some, somehow hear a single gunshot from below deck. 
And then Pouty Chris is seen walking backwards outside of Reed's room. And he told Ophelia that he was going to turn. The, 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 the saving grace that I could see coming for Chris is actually mainly in the fact that they might actually have to kill him. But because of what he seems to be becoming, if this is the kind of logic he has, where he just stops seeing what's like right and wrong in a moral standpoint, just thinking this person could turn, I'm going to shoot them, I also also don't like them kind of thing. Like, if that leads to a final confrontation between his father and him where something needs to take place, I kind of doubt that'll happen. But if that were to be the case, that I could at least they set up the arc in some degree. Well, you talk about sociopath. I mean, I think Chris is the I mean, one becoming a sociopath at this point, right? I mean, that's... I think it's it's built it's building hints that that could be the case, but I still think this show probably wants his father to save him because then you get a good father son story out of it. Yeah, I would I would love if they did the if they actually did it that he turned like that and his father had to put him down. Actually, that, that would oh, that would be, be pretty cool. Actually, that it'd would be, be a dark it'd be a dark way to take it and one that most people would probably accept because they don't really like the character. Um, which I guess we're assuming. I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm going based off of you know what you guys say and what I'm kind of hearing in the group, in the Facebook group. I don't know what the general thought process is on, on Chris um, outside of our, our click involving Walking Dead stuff, but I can't imagine it's very positive. But uh, yeah, I, I'm curious where this is going to keep going because it set it up with the whole, I guess I'll kill walkers through a fence now to I'm going to go meander on my own and horribly maim a person who's been wounded in an airplane and now I'm just shooting a person in the head because he probably will turn. <laughs> and speaking of his, of his shooting in the head, he didn't even do a good job of that. He shot him, no. it looks like, in the mouth, oh, yeah. in the no, cheek, Chris it looks is, like. Yeah, Chris is the worst. That's, he yeah. couldn't even put down, I mean, he couldn't get a headshot he, yeah. from a tied well, up you, person in a chair. It's like, come on. You can see that he like probably pointed a gun, closed his eyes, started crying. and Yeah, <laughs> pouting, yeah. pouting and crying. And then yeah. was yeah. in the corner, curled up in a ball, you know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking about my mother. Don't say that. It oh. also, for as much as a, a a boat dick is that guy, I, I just have to variations of dick. Apparently, are the only insults I can do without bleeding. It's fine. It. Listen, um, hardly <laughs> started it, but we'll, we'll we'll definitely carry that torch. It's it's definitely appropriate. <laughs> as much as a boat dick as that guy was, I kind of feel bad that now, like an inept person shot him in the face, and it probably didn't kill him with the first shot. He probably had to bleed out because it wasn't like a, it didn't hit the brain. So yeah. you know, he right. probably had to sit there in a chair, dying with a thing in his side and a, like a bullet hole in his cheek. Now. <laughs> Terrible. Chris is just the worst. So Madison has a little heart to heart with Chris in a different room and uh. takes the gun from him. And Chris asks, "Did I just screw everything up?" Because he hears some voices, people talking, and um, were they going to trade for my dad? That's what he. That's what he said. And Madison just consoles him and says, "It's okay. It's all right. It's okay." It's like, oh God. Well, it's almost like Madison wants him to be useless, like her son Nick used to be. Interesting in the real world, like it's, it's like she, she like she almost loves it, like she likes it, like and, and Nick, who's not, who's becoming, um, who's thriving and, be, and becoming useful and 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 kind of turned into his own person, she just seems to resent it every time. Like the, it's just so weird to see her how she's acting right now. Well, she had a line. You guys probably heard this too, where I think uh, Daniel says, look, we need everybody for this mission if we're going to get these people back. And he, she goes, no, the kids stay. And he goes, that, she goes, they're not kids anymore. Right. I mean, I'm sorry, Daniel said that, that they're not kids anymore. And um, she's trying to keep them kids, I guess, is what she's trying to do in, in a weird way. But it's... Well, Nick was living off the streets getting high. Like, <laughs> when when was he a normal kid? Right. I mean, I, at least I see that she genuinely cares for Chris, which I kind of like that at least. I mean, it's not her son. It's her soon-to-be husband's son, I guess, or whatever. Well, yeah, know. it's that, and it's, you know, she has basic decency <laughs> that, that many of the others seem to lack. Yeah, yeah, that's true. She, it wasn't selfish. She was really trying to just console him at that moment. Well, Nick and Ophelia are in uh, the room cleaning up the bloody mess that Chris left behind from shooting Reed. Ophelia asks Nick if he thinks Chris shot the guy because he was actually going to turn, but Nick just kind of shrugs. Like he doesn't know what to say. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> 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 Suddenly, at that point, Reed reanimates, and we see the blue eyes, the, the blue zombie eyes, and, and Daniel walks in and prevents Nick. Nick was going to just take him out at that point. All He's right. like, no, 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 not yet, not yet, not yet. He has an idea, and he pins Reed <laughs> to the wall with that steel rod that impaled him and just kind of stuck him through the wall and said, don't go anywhere. Stay right there. 
I love it though because he had like this is a masterpiece that I'm building. Like this is like I I know what to do with him. She he almost he was almost happy in this. Like what he mm-hmm. was gonna do. But I started smiling too. I was like, oh, this is cool. I see what they're yeah. gonna do now. They're actually gonna feed him. They're gonna you know zombie walk him or whatever. Get him up and, and tri- trick the pirates. I'm like, this is that's cool. That's a good idea. It's the happiest I've ever seen Daniel so far. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> So back on the tuna boat, they're getting Travis ready to go. They zip tie his hands. They put a bag over his head to, to you know, get him to the dock to do the, the prisoner exchange. We Completely see, necessary. Yeah. There's there's right. complete the complete reason why they need to put a bag over Travis's head because that that's going to mean something apparently to to, to the pirates. Yeah, it's like it's they're, not, they're not in a it's, secret place. They're not like in it's, a. Se- it's not it's not because <laughs> the plot requires their zombies exchange to have another bag over his head, so it doesn't seem odd to them. It's 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 because it makes complete sense for them to put a bag over Travis's head. Apparently, yeah, that was sure. definitely yeah. That's what, and how they, like, yeah, how they know that their brother was going to show up with a bag on the head? They didn't know, right? right? It, yeah, yeah. Make, it, it makes no sense except for the fact that they need they need to have bags involved so it can make the zombie thing work. That's right. the only reason that happens. <laughs> So we see Daniel pre- preparing Zombie Reed. They, they put him in it looks like a clean shirt, and they um, they put the, you know the bag over his head. Daniel hears a voice though in his head. We hear this in Spanish saying, "Take the gun," and we don't know who this voice is. And he's about to take the bag off um, off Reed's head, but uh, but then Ophelia walks in. So I guess we're now seeing Daniel starting to have a little bit of a breakdown. I don't know what that's yep. all about. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's having a, he's having a, a Rick's getting a phone call moment. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> totally. So again, Nick offers, we talked about this already. Nick oh, offers, wait, 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 no, I'm, wait, sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. The, um, I, I would love to see the scene where they had to t- put a new shirt on top of a zombie. That's like, why? Why are we not seeing that more? Like, yeah, I was thinking about that. I mean, yeah, it, it seemed pretty convenient. Like, he, yeah, that's a good point. It's like they had, they clearly had to do something. Where is the scene of them like awkwardly trying to put a shirt on over a zombie? He's like, oh, like it is. It is Daniel, though. I mean, he he has got some special skills. So let's just leave it there. Like that, right? That's what I want to see in this show. Like, why can't we see this? Like, why don't we get nonsense involving like Travis? Tor- like, like torrid romance going on between characters I don't care about when I can see people putting zombie shirts on. Like that's what I want. Like cut the scene oh. with Travis being zip tied in in the cage. We don't need that. We can assume that yeah. scene, right? Yeah. yeah like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like we get where that's going. It's like okay, they put they put a guy. Uh, yeah. Done. Like let's see the zombie shirt scene. Let's see that. <laughs> that's pretty funny. So again, Nick offers that, that Maddie's getting on the little rubber dinghy to 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 go do the prisoner deal, and Nick again offers. Says, "Listen, mom, let me take care of this. I'm better with the boat." I'll do this. And she goes into full Manny mode and says, no, because you want to. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Lori, thank you. It's like, ugh, I don't know. That was such a line. I was like, what? Why did she say that? In a mean way, just in a just a hateful way. No, I, I know want Nick, to. Nick is going to go off on her because I know he uh, his facial expression is like, what the hell is wrong with you, lady? Like, you, Well, you I, I think... I mean, I think that's where it's leading in this series' arc in general, where you have the kind of the Maddie side of things and the Strand side of things, where Nick's going to be caught in the middle here. He's he's the winter soldier of the scenario, guys. And, um, <laughs> 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 well, I think he would side with Strand if anything. He, he likes Strand better. All well, right around. now, he, right now he would for sure because Strand's treating him like a person that can get. The, he's treating him like someone that can get things done. He's not right. sheltering him. He's giving him the opportunity to be somebody. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Back on the tuna boat, Alicia goes to the cage to retrieve Travis, but he's already on the way to the dock, so the, the cage is empty. But then the pregnant lady catches up to her God. In, the, in the cage area and says she doesn't like her breaking Jack's heart or something. Like she's messing with Jack or playing with his emotions or something. So they get into a little scuffle, and Alicia actually throws the pregnant lady in the cage and locks her up. And that was a pretty cool little move there, just threw her on the ground. Well, yeah, uh, it, that would have been like if I was on this show, <laughs> as I often like to imagine. If I was on this show, I would have been like, "Now you're in the cage," and ran away. That's <laughs> I, I have one-liners. Apparently, I'd be very quippy about the. Oh, whole I was waiting for one. But, or, but yeah, like she comes in and she, you know, pregnant woman with an agenda pulls out like her like her nightstick. It's, <laughs> it's, like, a, it's like a blackjack or those little yeah, those little things. Yeah. It's those and it's like okay, batons, yeah. This? Where's this gonna go? Are we about to see Alicia like knee a pregnant woman in the in the belly? Because like I don't want to see that at all. At the same time, I really hate this pregnant woman, so I don't I don't know what I'm. And for all intents and purposes, the baby's probably you know not alive anymore based on how Maddie was prodding her last week. So I I don't know what to think about with all this going on. But boy, like this woman's like 
<laughs> Brick and Jack start like, don't give me Jack drama now. Like, be, be consistently evil for like one thing, not like all this other stuff. Oh my god, she just hates everybody. This one just yeah, hates, she she's does. like she's like she's like that smoking woman on The Walking Dead. Remember that on uh, when they when oh, they trap oh yeah malls when they trap malls yeah yes. malls. okay yeah just like just just like oh you're one of those just like consistently evil just to everything like it's like okay. <laughs> that's what it's a good call you have one defining trick she was a smoker you're pregnant you're pre- and like <laughs> and you hate everybody yeah well i mean speaking of the line i mean at least you could have thrown in the cage and says that's for eating my steak you bitch or something like that you know i mean yeah you could have yes. said something yes yes <laughs> yeah we yeah. should write the show man anyway Monty, maddie meets connor and the two goons on the dock to do the prisoner exchange. And she asks about Alicia, who's not there, and Connor says, well, as soon as he sees his brother's okay, they'll let her go too. Whatever. Maddie cuts the handcuffs off of Zombie Reed and sends him right to his brother. As soon as Connor removes the bag from Reed's head, Reed takes a nice chunk out of Connor's arm. And then uh, he also, Reed takes out another goon as well that happens to be there, so it's a pretty good little maneuver. He gets yeah. The, the, it's two player sway. They got yes. <laughs> it was a good move there. there. And that's it. As much as much as I like the you know zombie stuff on this show, I, w- I was a little thrown off by like the look of the bite. It's like that looked pretty like fake to me for a change. I'm not I'm not normally caught up in that kind of thing, but it's like. This kind of looked like you just bit some Play-Doh out of a guy's arm. <laughs> they got Nicotero's B-team on this one, all right? This is not the A-team. Yeah. The A-team is in Georgia right now, all right? The B-team is out in, oh, in Baja yeah. doing this one. And it proves how not tough this group is because they just froze. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They didn't. They weren't it, ready for se- that at all. It seems like they should be efficient enough at knowing how to take care of, like, one walker. But it's like, all right. And I get the shock value. I get that. And I get it's his brother. So it's like, oh, no, my brother. Blah, 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 blah. But, like. <laughs> that was a. It's like they they really just let like their whole their whole like whatever operation they're running is now gone because right. like their lead guy's just been bit in the arm. One of their other guys is gone, and like Travis beats the other guy in the face. Like their whole situation is just ruined. It's totally shot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So uh, Reed uh, then takes out like I said, another goon as well, but the third one that's there charges at Madison, but Travis does this nasty headbutt on him and drops him. It was pretty cool, actually. Just in this yeah. boom, just, just went right down. He got tough. He got, yeah, he did this crazy headbutt. And they scuffle a bit, Travis and the goon. And finally, Travis does his signature finishing move, which is basically he straddles his, his opponent and just punches him mercilessly in the face. That, that, that's Travis's move. Right. Just like the soldier. Yeah, just exactly. It was the same type of same thing. That, that, that's his finishing move. Um, Madison then spots Alicia on the top deck of the tuna boat in dry dock, and she takes Travis to get back on the rubber do- boat to go towards that way. Um, we see Jack up there with Alicia, and, and he's basically heartbroken that Alicia wants to go back with her family. He doesn't seem to understand. Don't you know I love you? Yeah, this is weird. Absolutely weird. I guess he thought they would live happily ever after or something, but I don't know. That Why would you want to go back to your mother? It's creepy. Just creepy stuff, man. Um... I mean, they could have done a thing. I mean, again, they could have handled this so many different ways, but it's just not working. But that, that part didn't work. She does a nice maneuver, though, and slides down the hull of the ship and lands right in the water. It was actually a pretty cool shot. Mm-hmm. And you see her body kind of go into the water, and then right above the water, you see the rubber boat kind of coming towards her. So it was a really nice, nicely shot there. Uh, cool underwater shot as well. Travis and Madison pull her into the raft, and we see them heading back to the Abigail. And and she's looking back at Jack the whole time. So maybe she did catch some feelings for him or something. I don't know. But they left it up in the air. They shared a lot, huh? Yeah, they did. And that brings an end to this episode. I, I did like that slide move that she did down the boat. That I was like, all right, that's that was fun, I guess. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was it was pretty neat. I mean, it, it was something. It was some action. It was you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was something Pretty to get. Girl. Yeah. Pretty girl on a slide. That's right. That's right. All right. So um, how about we get to our Toby ratings? So, Aaron, what were your thoughts on this week's episode? Uh, two and a half Tobys. I, I was not a fan of it, honestly, too much because of too many weird, convenient things. I thought it was a big downstep from last week. I was not a fan of the whole pirate setup that should have been more imposing but ended up not being um, beyond just dislikable characters that you know that's just if that's part of the show that's part of the show I just didn't really care um, about much of what was going on with this whole scenario the Chris stuff happened 
So, I mean, there's just a lot of things that bug me. That said, I mean, there's elements I, I, I like this, that random Dan, Daniel setup of like he has something going on in his head now. I, I like seeing the Strand Maddie stuff uh, as little as it there might have been this week. There's little things here and there that, you know, still make it yeah okay enough. But overall, I, I thought it was a big come down from uh, where, we, you know, for, compared to the kind of up, up, up that we've been having on. We've kind of hit a valley right here. Hmm. Yeah. Daryl, what, what were your thoughts? What, how many Tobys would you give this episode? I'd have to give it two. Wow. Because of how good last uh, week's episode was. I mean, and you, you kind of, I kind of thought the show would go in an upswing, but it just seems to continue with the the Maddie becoming the problem now. Like she's the the foil for everybody, and I I don't know if that's because they want to make Alex when she joins the group to kind of be the tough. Like you can't have too many uh, tough survivors on the, in the group or something. I don't know what it is mm. with that, and and they're, so they're trying to pull Maddie back some, um, and just it didn't make sense for Travis to be the one that they picked for Alex to pick to put there. Like he doesn't even look evil or angry. Like he never he never has that look on his face. Out of everyone in that group, I mean, you would think Strand would be the one she would have asked for so it's just um i don't know it just didn't make any sense and chris is just continuing being chris i mean that, that's nothing the <laughs> bright spot i think is daniel like he got to do he got to kind of pull some of his uh old ways you know from the old days when he was a torturer interrogator yeah interrogator yeah. he, he kind of got a chance to kind of you know put that to use again which that's when he seems to be alive when when he gets to do that type of thing. Uh, that was fun to watch. But other than that, it's just like, it just didn't make sense that this is the leader of the group and they're just ineffective. Yeah. It's weird. I'm going to go a little different way, guys. I, um, this episode kind of got to me. I, I, it, it was suspenseful to a certain degree and it, and it kind of kept my attention. I, I really had a smile on my face for the first time really ever <clears throat> watching this show lately. I got a smile on my face when, when that Walker turned, when Reed turned into the zombie and, and Daniel grabs him. I'm like, all right, this is going to be pretty cool. And I and actually, I, I really smiled. So I'm going to go with a 4.25, which is what I gave last week's episode. I think wow. this, is, this is good for me. It kept me entertained. I'm dismissing. I'm, I'm being a little generous, but I think I like it because, you know, all right, I'm dismissing the obvious plot points you said with Alex picking, you know, a Travis made no sense and... You know, some of the other things that happened, Pouty Chris, I guess we're getting used to it, like you said, but putting that aside, it kind of had some interesting action, and I'm, this needs to go with being said, too, Alicia did a great job acting this week, Alicia Debnam Carey, who plays Alicia, I thought she pulled it off pretty good, she was kind of walking that line where, is she falling for this guy, is she not falling for this guy, is she working a number on him, and I thought it was pretty, she, she, did, she did a fair job, which needs to be called out, so I'm going to be generous, Put a smile on my face. Four point two five. So, but who cares? Fair enough. I, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, you know, you're entitled to believe what you want to believe, and you know, accept what you want to accept. I'm not like going down on your. I'm just, I'm a little surprised that you, you, you're this high on it. I yeah. just was I, for some reason. I, I, again, I watched it twice. I always watch these episodes twice. Okay, I watch it first, just as it is, no captions, just the way it's supposed to be. And the second time I watch it with captions, I take notes. So I, I absorbed this episode twice, and I. I liked it twice. I have to say, it was actually not bad. I mean, it was oh. it was not as good as last week, obviously. But it moved in a – I guess maybe because they just did something. Like, they accomplished something. They got to land. They rescued their people, and they're back on the boat. They're going somewhere, and that just worked for me. So, I don't know. Maybe. So, you, so it's not their fault. It's, like, <laughs> it's not their fault. I'm in the minority. Wow. Yeah. But who cares what we think? We have a great Facebook page. Where every week after the episode airs, we put a posting up where you can leave your very own Toby ratings. So uh, we've got some great listeners that actually follow the page and have joined the group. It's uh, Facebook.com. And just do a search for the Walking Dead TV podcast. It's real simple. You hit join group. We get you into the group. And you can post as much as you like uh, after each episode as far as putting your Toby ratings. Or It's actually pretty active. People put a lot of cool things in a very troll-free environment. We have 790 members right now. Strong. So Let's get to 800 before the end of this uh, end of this uh, first half of the Fear of the Walking Dead season. Oh, it that? should happen. We average about 5 to 10 new members a week. 
So it definitely should happen. So yeah, that'd be great. I mean, it's, it's really good. And we do some contests too occasionally like we did a giveaway last uh, a couple weeks ago for the Fear the Walking Dead season 1 Blu-ray even though that kind of turned into a debacle with who was going to die but yeah, anyway <laughs> at the end of but the I day. but but we did get a winner and I did send it out so that's right go. yes and you sent out something else too didn't you send me your notes or something I, too I said I so in addition to the <laughs> to the blu-ray I, I since I take notes on the walking dead I sent one page of my actual notes that I took during a couple episodes of the walking uh, dead so, so you, can, you, can, you can read my chicken scratch handwriting if you like to do it <laughs> in addition in addition to to having the uh, the the the, blue, the special edition blu-ray that that will be worth something someday, folks. Okay, it's an original notes oh, original, scribbling from yeah. Aaron Newarth. Okay, it will be worth something. Tr- cherish it. <laughs> All right. So before we get to our uh, Facebook ratings, actually, let's just do a quick word from our sponsor. Aaron, yeah, we 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 do have a sponsor every week. It's DCB Service. Uh, dot com, and I just have to ask, uh, Craig, do, do you like comics? I do, sir. Do you like do you like figurines? Representing I, your favorite comic characters. I'm into figurines. The McFarlane ones especially are really high quality. Do you sometimes like to get in-stock trades? Y- yes, I do. <laughs> Trade.com. <laughs> yes. And, and maybe they're bagged and boarded sometimes. It's just good like that. Those are all good things, right? I, I would say yes, absolutely. Well, it's a good thing because DCD Service, you can .com, you can, uh, you get uh, all kinds of things of those of that nature for 40 to 50% off. It's great. It's a great deal. It's a great way to go. They're a great service. They provide you just all the all the things that you'd want to search for in that kind of realm. I, I have no idea why I wouldn't want to use this. If you're trying to catch up on Walking Dead comics, why not go to dcbservice.com? I mean, that's a great way to go. You can get it in the compendiums. You can get them in the hardcovers. You can get them in the trades. And all of those things are just makes it simple, right? Or you can get any other thing. If you're watching Arrow and you're like, I want to read some Green Arrow comics, you there can do you that. Go. I don't know why. You sound like a crazy person to me. I'm a Flash guy myself. But go either way. <laughs> <laughs> you can do any of those things at DCPerservice.com. It's just that, it's just that simple. There's, they're, they're, it's, a, it's a reasonable, reasonable price Better than a lot of others because they do. They have great service. You can contact them in case you know something goes wrong for whatever reason, and you just get everything the way you want it. DCPreservice.com. It's a great one, and you're right. And actually, I just went to the site real quick. All DC and Marvel hardcovers and trade paperbacks are fifty percent off right now. You're not going to get fifty percent off on Amazon, folks. So yeah. So if you get an argument about which one's better, Marvel or DC, concerning these recent movies, you can get the hardcovers, and those really hurt when you hit the person trying to fight. <laughs> the compendiums hurt too. Those things are whoa. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> no, th- thanks, Aaron. DCB Service, DCBService.com is a great sponsor of the show, and, and they make it possible for us to to talk Walking Dead with you each and every week. So let's the get Dead, the Walking Dead TV podcast is not to support any forms of violence in any way possible. It's mainly uh, <laughs> opinions of uh, one particular individual, not the entire podcast. <laughs> That's very good, actually. It's some good, good, uh, you know, fast talk right there. I like that. Nailed it. Good Nailed lawyer it. speak. That's it. <laughs> So let's get to our uh, Facebook group, Toby Ratings. Aaron, can you start us off? Yeah, sure. Uh, we have, of course, our Facebook page where the uh, listeners are happy to chime in with any other thoughts whatsoever. And they and they and we do put up our Toby Ratings er- every week. You know, we name the episode and, you know, have you guys write in comments for what you think of the episode. And so to start off, Max Sofa writes, 3.5 awkward reunions out of 5. Now we've got a new problem. I thought this episode was put together really well, but I didn't really care too much for it. Madison's getting on my nerves. Strand's right, as always. They aren't kids anymore, and Nick is capable. She needs to wake up. Daryl? Uh, we have Joy, Serena, uh, Reno, Kim. Uh, three out of five Tobys. Uh, Omaha, no, three out of five Omaha steaks. Don't forget uh, that product placement. It's very important. Oh, yeah. There. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it looks like even though Emo Chris action worked out, everybody still hates Chris. Oh, she- <laughs> That's <laughs> she what I said. It. I'll give that a like. It's good. Yeah, at least I do anyway. <laughs> Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, 3.5. The lack of walkers wasn't really a problem out of five. Daniel and Nick are uh, my two standout characters, and Strand closely follows. I'm wanting to see what is waiting in Mexico. The series is really picking up and building a good story that is now keeping me interested. Rob Cook writes, 3.75 bad prison guard choices out of five. When will they learn never to leave Chris alone for a second? Good to see Alex was picked up by the pirates. I called it thought daniel's use of a recently deceased reed was genius daniel and nick together would be unstoppable as long as the voices in daniel's head stop 
<laughs> and we have Darren Appel, uh, four cycle Chris out of five. Good to see Karma bite Strand in the ass, although the only lesson he might learn from it is next time use the machete on the people, not the rope. <laughs> I'm really starting to enjoy the cast and their take on the infected world. I only wonder how long Chris can survive without 24-7 monitoring. Do not leave Chris on his own. <laughs> I have a feeling that because it was Mother's Day yesterday and a variety of other things were going on, that might have been why we only have so many comments this week on the Facebook page. But, you know, it's, it's great to get it's always great to get the comments. It's great to have interaction in general on the Facebook page. It's a lot of it's a great group. So, again, if you want to join that, like Craig said earlier, WT, WDTV podcast, it's the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group. You can find it pretty easily and we can we're happy to add you. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and I, I'm thinking maybe there could be some people DVRing the show a little bit more now because there's this other show that people seem to watch on HBO, something about Thrones, <laughs> a Veep, and it's Thrones and games. I don't know some other show like that. So people are thinking of watching that live. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, but I don't know. Yeah, people yeah. come back from the dead on that show too. <laughs> no, everyone was just sending me well wishes for my birthday. That's what was going on. That's that what was going on. Right? <laughs> exactly. No was, Walking Dead tonight, guys. We're going to wish Aaron a happy birthday. That's what we're going to do instead. That's right. Oh, boy. All right, folks. Any uh, Anything else you want to say about this episode or just want to wrap it up? Well, I, I'm looking forward to where things are going. This yeah. is what, the yeah. sixth? Is this the sixth episode? This was actually episode five? Hang on a second five? here. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, yes. Yeah, episode five. five. Yeah. Episode five. Okay, so we still have, we have three what, more three, to go. It seems like four. a long way, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been... It's been more tolerable, that's for sure. I mean, this one notwithstanding. So, I mean, I... But at the same time, regardless of my thoughts on this episode, I do, like... I, I hope that now that this Connor stuff's out of the way, because <laughs> it just seemed like, all right, didn't really amount to much, uh, we can move on to something else and ideally be more compelling just because I want to see more of this Strand story. And if this season's building to kind of bring that to some kind of end or some kind of culmination of them getting to Mexico or even the, those five ships I mentioned earlier... I think there's something exciting to come from that. So I, you know, as long as Chris doesn't annoy me too much, I'm looking forward to seeing where uh, where we're headed. Well, I wouldn't count on that, sir. I think Chris is yeah. going to continue to annoy. He finds new ways to annoy each and every week. So <laughs> you can at least count on that. Okay. Well, at the very least, I'm still waiting for someone to make a Captain Ron Fear the Walking Dead mashup video. So if we can get that, Captain then I'm Ron. <laughs> super happy. <laughs> oh, man. So, Daryl, I'm glad you could be with us this week. Uh, where else can our listeners hear uh, f- from you guys? And, you know, we're not talking The Walking Dead. Uh, Daryl, you have the, the, the Taylor Network of Podcasts. Can you tell the listeners what's going on over there? Uh, yeah, that's uh, home for quite a few of the, uh, the guys that's been on uh, that are on The Walking Dead TV podcast. Uh, Russ, uh, we're about to record uh, tomorrow our Gotham by Geeks podcast. Uh, show which is basically uh, a Batman comics uh, podcast where we all pick different stories from the past or or the present um, and we just talk about Batman stories or Batman family comics and we uh, discuss that and catch you up on on all the recent comics that are going on right now and me and Jim we and and Donnie we uh, discuss all the TV shows including this one that's been a full-time uh, job lately hasn't it of all the DC yeah. on, on television you guys have been busier than ever yeah we on the DC TV we're, we're, we're constantly busy uh, it's, it's the best of times it's the worst of times <laughs> yeah it's we like, do legend of watch, the like, lame like, seven gotta... hours of TV just to get ready for each episode I mean is that what oh, we're talking about I mean yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> wow. rough some are more fun than others uh to watch but uh we do what we can yeah that's great well listen thanks again for joining us here in the walking dead tv podcast we love having you aaron where can our listeners hear you this uh well this week i'll get to in a second but you can find me weekly talking about movies on my movie podcast i co-host my friend abe on out now with aaron and abe this week we are talking about captain america civil war where we just we devote about an hour worth of discussion to captain america civil war (laughs) it's a long one because we have some dissenting opinions which makes for interesting discussion um but yeah weekly film podcast there we got plenty of episodes and whatnot um and i'm on twitter at aaron's ps4 you can find all the things i write about on that page so there you go that's great. That's great. And if you want to listen to what I do besides this, I am the host of the Auto Chat Show. Auto Chat Show 
facebook.com or facebook.com forward slash auto chat show it's a weekly show where we review new cars talk about cars and pop culture me and my co-host teddy have a lot of fun doing it uh talk about motoring news things that are happening out there in, in the in the automotive world and it's a lot of fun our next episode actually we just recorded it we're talking about the Toyota uh, Tundra, so that, that's a new truck that we were we talking about, and actually we've got some other some cool things lined up for the next few weeks too. So stay tuned for the Auto Chat Show, and uh, we love doing that as well. So uh, as always, folks, thanks for listening to the Walking Dead TV podcast. We really appreciate it, and of course participating in the Facebook page, like we said. Until there's no more room in hell, and the dead walk the earth. Remember, if you have to ask, did I just screw everything up? Well, you probably did. Take care, folks.